It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? I made it clear that my intention was to play, and my intention was to play for the New York Jets. Rodgers going for it all, looking to bring it open. He's got it! Lazard! Gonna go! Touchdown! Rodgers snaps it quick, scrambles to his right, pumps and runs, and Rodgers is inside the pylon! Allen has time. Intercepted! Sauce Gardner's got it, breaking away, Garrett Wilson, Wilson a big play downfield, Allen tripped up, he could not get past Jermaine Johnson, oh look at the speed of Brees Hall, he's done it again, Brees Lightning, 62 yards for the touchdown, and he's sacked again by Quinton Williams, what a beast, number 95 for the Jets, listen, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. It's time to break down the film of the Jets' second round pick, the center out of Wisconsin, Joe Tipman. And so to do that, we bring in our friend who does all the film breakdowns for us on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash playlikeajet, the thunder from down under, Luke Grant. Luke, thanks so much for coming back on, brother. Always excited to talk about the big boys. Tipman was a... Uh... Pretty predictable draft pick, but fills a huge need. Allows them to use Connor McGovern as a bit of a versatile Swiss Army knife on the inside. And I'm uh, excited to talk about the Wisconsin waterfall. He certainly is a tall drink of water, as they say. Six foot six. And I want to talk about that first. How do you think his height is going to impact the way he plays? There are some people that have said because he's so tall and he's playing on the inside, it's going to hurt his leverage. I didn't seem to see that all that much on his tape at Wisconsin. Break that down for me if you could. Yeah, there's a few weaknesses to Tippmann's game, but I don't think his height is one of them. Naturally, his pads are going to be a little higher. Sometimes you could see people stand him up a touch, but he does a nice job off the snap with his hand placement. Um, he moves extremely well, so he he doesn't have those deficiencies. It was very rare that you saw him, you know, lose considerably at the point of attack. A lot of the time, he was the guy landing the first punch. Uh, I thought he stood up well in 1v1 situations when there was a zero tech over his helmet. Uh, so I didn't see anything that says to me it's a huge concern. It is a little, I would say, uh, unnatural to see a six foot six uh, center type, but I think he does a really nice job. And obviously the Jets saw a lot of talent in him and thought he was the best interior lineman on the board. Luke, it sounds like a big part of the reason that the Jets went with Joe Tipman over John Michael Schmitz, despite the fact that they were very similar prospects at the center position in terms of where you think they are right now, is that they believe that Joe Tipman has a higher ceiling, particularly because of his athleticism. John Michael Schmitz, a little bit more polished, but nowhere near the athlete that Joe Tipman is. Can you talk a little bit about his athleticism and how that will help him in this zone scheme? Yeah, it's really interesting, Scott, because both of them came out of zone-blocking schemes. Uh, Wisconsin, obviously, for Tipman, and then John Michael Smith's coming out of Minnesota. But there were different types of athletes. So John Michael Smith has what I would call really good functional movements. He had nice hip fluidity, the ability to seal block like a guy coming out of college, like um, a Kendrick Green, who went to Pittsburgh a couple of years ago. I thought they were very similar players in the way they attacked the center position. Joe Tipman, from a mobility standpoint, is much better as a pulling center, someone who can get out in space and get to the second level and do some things like that. Obviously, the Jets coveted that type of athleticism. So I just wanted to kind of clarify for people, we don't think necessarily um, JMS is a you know a bad athlete. It's just that Tipman is a different kind. 
I think what the Jets liked, his movement skills laterally were fantastic. So if they've got a concept like a pin pull that Michael Lafleur ran a ton, he is really good getting out in space and hitting the first force. His eyes are really good in traffic. He finds his target and blocks extremely well in space. Uh, never overshoots, doesn't get off balance, those kind of things that you look for in a zone blocker. In conjunction with that, he's really good on the front side of your traditional outside zone plays. He can get out. He will catch and carry an offensive line. Uh, sorry, a defensive lineman. What do I mean by that? With offensive, uh, sorry, with outside zone, wide zone schemes, you're looking to get to the defensive player where you find him on the defensive line and just drive him as far as you can from the point. There isn't necessarily a direction. It's just about getting displacement. And he's really good at that. And in conjunction with it, he'll also seal block well. So he can turn his hips, get his backside to the running back and allow them to find a lane very naturally. So I think it's that skill set that the Jets really enjoyed. And it definitely stood off the tape. There were some awesome examples against OSU. He struggled at times in pass pro in that game, but I thought his zone blocking was fantastic. As I said, used as a puller, as a climbing blocker on combos. He was really effective in those areas. So that is quintessential Joe Tipman. That is the best part of his game. And that's what the Jets really fell in love with, I think. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Luke, can you talk about Joe Tipman's pass blocking? I want to get into his run blocking in a little bit, but obviously we know that with Aaron Rodgers being here about to turn 40 and relatively short window ahead of him here as a member of this team, you want to make sure that you keep him upright. You saw Woody Johnson and what he said in the draft day video to Joe Tipman, you know who our quarterback is. It's going to be partially your responsibility to protect him. And certainly that is the case, particularly if he wins the starting job over Connor McGovern this season. But going forward, obviously, they view him as the guy who's going to be the long-term answer at center. Talk a little bit about his strengths and weaknesses here as a pass blocker, because it's going to be very important the next couple of years. I mean, look, Woody Johnson just loves reminding people that the New York Jets have Aaron Rodgers, let's be <laughs> honest, so good for him. Uh, look, as far as the pass pro skills, Joe Tipman has a lot of things that really impressed me on the tape. You've got to remember when you're watching the center position, especially in college with more and more of these three-man fronts, you're not going to see as many one-on-one -on -one reps. There's not the volume of of, uh, of tape looking at one-on-one -on -one matches in the phone booth. Steve Avila, for example, played guard at TCU. You saw a ton of him one-on-one, -on -one, and that's why I loved his film. Tipman, though, a bit more few and far between when you saw him taking on a zero-tech or a one-tech coming in and attacking him one-on-one, -on -one. but it does a really nice job matching and mirroring. What do I mean by that? Once you have the defensive lineman in your grip, it's, he does a great job of moving his feet through the block to sustain that block, his ability to move his hips, to absorb and have that upper body torque. He has that in spades. So I really like that about Tipman's game. He's very effective as a help blocker. So when he is, I guess, not accounting for a rusher, his eyes are very good in those situations, finding which guard is struggling, where he needs to slide the protection to. So he's very good at that. And the length as well. I, there's two things that I think make him a good recovery blocker. And what I mean by that, Scott, is when you might not necessarily win the rep off the snap and the guy does a fantastic job just utilizing a nice pass rush move or might beat you with speed to power, he's really good at making sure that loss doesn't turn into a negative play. It turns into a stalemate. It is number one, the length. He's a six foot six dude. Having that kind of wingspan helps you then kind of just nudge him out of the way and push him around the ring. You hear that terminology a lot for an edge rusher against a tackle, but it's also important on the interior as well. But then there's the speed and athleticism again, Scott, that we talked about with the zone blocking. Tipman's also really good 
uh, at moving his feet quickly in short spaces and recovering after a mistake. So they're the things that impressed me most about him as a pass rusher. There's definitely some negatives. There are reasons that I thought John Michael Schmidt was a better prospect than him, but that doesn't mean Tipman was bad. He was my number two center prospect, and I think his pass blocking was overall really effective at Wisconsin. How about Tipman's run blocking? What are the strengths and weaknesses there? The, the weaknesses of Tipman's run blocking is probably a bit more of the gap strength moving people up and down the line of scrimmage in that type of scheme. The good news is that's not why the Jets drafted him. He's not coming into the Patriots. He's coming into a wide zone, West Coasty type offense here. Very similar with LaFleur is what you're going to get with Nathaniel Hackett. The strengths we touched on a little bit earlier, but it's the zone blocking things that you love. It's athleticism in space. It's vision, the ability to climb to the second level, hip flip and flexibility. I mentioned it again, whether it's pass or run blocking, it is huge. The ability to be loose through your midsection and hips. For this instance, it's the ability to seal block, to reach block. Um, he t- he's good at taking the bucket steps. Everything you want to see out of a zone blocking lineman, Joe Tipman does really well. But I also think he's a finisher and you don't necessarily look at him and his body composition and think, oh yeah, this guy's that kind of dog. There were two or three reps and I've already mentioned this game earlier, but against Ohio State, one as a pass blocker, one as a run blocker, where he finished guys, he pancaked them, he drove them into the dirt. And I went, okay, I see you. You don't necessarily look at him and think he's that Makai Becton type run blocker, but he definitely has a little bit of that nasty streak and you want that from your interior dudes as well. So I think overall, he's a fantastic run blocker. Many more strengths than weaknesses, especially when you look at the scheme fit. And as we know, scheme is the differentiator for a lot of these prospects. Teams, Some teams might not have had Tipman on their board until the fourth or fifth round because they run a power scheme. That's not the New York Jets. He does a lot of things they like in an outside zone or wide zone scheme. Luke, how do you think he compares to Connor McGovern skill set wise? And would you expect him to win the job right away over McGovern? To be honest, other than their body composition being a little different and Tipman being a lot taller, they're quite similar players. Um, McGovern, as kind of maligned as he was by Jets fans, I think he's been pretty good the last two years. Uh, he's effective at moving in space. He's good at the second level. Uh, can handle his stuff one-on-one in past pro enough. Um, as far as winning the job, it's really tough to say. I think he's a more talented blocker. Talking about Joe Tipman now, I think he's a more talented player. Um, than Connor McGovern is at this point of his career. And that's probably a reflection of McGovern only getting $2 million or there or thereabouts this season. But the question for him is going to be how he connects with Aaron Rodgers. If Aaron Rodgers feels that trust with the center quarterback relationship, if he can trust Joe Tipman to see things. Um, and if that communication and trust is there, I think Tipman will start. But if it isn't there, that's going to be huge because we know Aaron Rodgers is going to have a, little, a lot of input that he works very closely with Nathaniel Hackett. And that's going to be a big deciding factor about whether Tipman starts or is riding the bench to start the season and kind of getting into it um, and taking those mental reps. So I'm interested to see. Aaron Rodgers has played with some young centers before. Green Bay drafted a couple in his tenure there over the 16 years, and he's played with them as rookies. So you know what? I'm going to say, if you, if you held a gun to my head right now, I'm going to say Joe Tipman starts the season. Connor McGovern is the swing guy, and he's kind of backing up the center position, but also can look after left guard and Lakin Tomlinson as well. So that's what I think is going to happen. Luke, how does Joe Tipman complement the other players that are projected to start on the Jets' offensive line? The offensive lineman is so much about communication, Scott. As far as, you know, their skill sets, everyone the Jets have brought in, be it Lakin Tomlinson, Elijah Vera Tucker, they're really good zone blockers and they have enough skills in pass pro to either be out in space, to be in the phone booth. They can kind of do it all. So as far as, you know, skill sets, they're all very similar players. 
But the difference, the differential, I should say, is really how they communicate, how they blend and gel. If you take your mind back to uh, the Panthers game in 2021, I believe it was week one when Sam Darnold took on Zach Wilson, the Jets' offensive line, other than Mackay Becton getting hurt, was terrible because they weren't communicating. They struggled to pick up stunts. So that's 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 kind of my one worry with Tipman early, Scott, and we'll get into that with the weaknesses, but I think he can have some trouble with his stunt pickups, communication. So if he can get that part of his game down, I think he complements them really well from a skill set perspective. It's just making sure he can be that leader, the eyes and ears of the offensive line, and if he can get that down, you have your typical Nick Mangold type leader on the offensive line. A lot of people have talked about how they think that Joe Tipman compares somewhat favorably to Josh Myers, who was a second-round pick in 2021 out of Ohio State. He was the starting center for the Green Bay Packers last year, so that's why it becomes interesting because obviously if Tipman is similar to Myers, then it's a dynamic that Aaron Rodgers is somewhat familiar with. Talk to me a little bit about some of the comps you came up with when you were watching Joe Tipman's tape. Does Josh Myers make sense to you? It does. It does make sense. Look, to be honest, I out of my first four or five scouting reports that I did, I felt like I just kept comping people to Green Bay Packers. So that actually wasn't the case in this instance. But it's a player that Jets fans are familiar with because, number one, he's played in division. And number two, the Jets fans lobbied for him a couple of years ago in free agency. And that's Mitch Morse, the center out of Buffalo, one of the only centers over 6'5 in the NFL. So from that perspective, you have a very obviously similar build and frame. But he's also a zone blocker. He's extremely good on the move out in space. Had had some concussion and injury issues. But outside of that, has been a top 10 center for the last half decade. That's kind of what I saw when I looked at Joe Tipman, someone who I think can be a mainstay on the offensive line. Very similar skill set, very similar body composition. Uh, and those Wisconsin kids can always play. There's a few schools, Scott, where you get a guy and you look at the helmet and you go, yeah, that's just going to that's gonna work. Alabama and wide receivers, Ohio State and wide receivers, Iowa and tight ends. That's kind of what how, how I feel about Wisconsin and their interior offensive linemen. So I, I like Joe Chipman a lot. I liked the comp to Mitch Morse. I think it made a lot of sense, but I see the Myers comp as well. Um, and as you said, if he can fit with Aaron Rodgers schematically, he was also a rookie when Aaron Rodgers was there. So it just makes a lot of sense. Luke, Joe Tipman has some flexibility, just like Connor McGovern, in that he can play guard and center, so it's theoretically possible they could both be in the lineup. I don't expect that to happen unless there's an injury, but it's nice both guys could play at the same time if needed. When you watch this tape, was there anything that suggested to you that Tipman would be any kind of liability at guard, or do you think he could be a valuable asset at guard the way that he is at center? Look, I think you can hold up there. I just don't think there's any need. Connor McGovern's played guard in the NFL. I think he's the natural guy to swing over to one of those spots if there's an injury. Um, they also have brought in a couple of other guards in free agency, the guy from uh, from Washington as well. So I think they're pretty well set there. I think you see his height and his frame and you automatically think guard. That's probably quite a natural thing going up against the Calais Campbell type five tech. You see a lot more of those bodies uh, at the guard position. So I think it's a natural thing to wonder. I just don't think it's going to be a need here. There was nothing on tape that made me think oh, he can't hold up there um but i just i just don't think it's going to be uh, something that this this staff wants to mess around with you want your rookie to be excellent at one thing and that thing is playing center 
Luke, you said before that you could see Joe Tipman being the long-term answer at center the way that Nick Mangold was. Now, I'm not saying that Joe Tipman is going to be as good as Nick Mangold. That's way too much to put on any player, particularly one who was drafted in the second round. But since Nick Mangold has been gone, we haven't seen a player on the Jets' offensive line at center who has really felt like he could be a long-term answer. They had Ryan Khalil who came in off the couch. That was the ultimate quick fix, and it didn't work. Jonathan Harrison was not somebody that ended up being a starting caliber center. The Jets had brought in Spencer Long. That didn't work out very well. Connor McGovern was okay, but he's back now on a cheap deal for a reason. It's because nobody was willing to give him any kind of long-term deal. So McGovern was here for a couple of years, but he wasn't some sort of long-term mainstay the way that we saw with Nick Mangold and before him, Kevin Mawai. What is it about Tipman that makes you think that he could break this trend of the last few years at the center position? Just the volume of good tape, Scott. He's such a reliable player. The, the bad snaps were so few and far between, and that's really what I look for with these interior linemen is consistency. And whether it was in pass pro as a run blocker, he had plus plays so much more frequently than he had a negative graded play. And, and that's what I looked for. He's that kind of character. You can tell he's someone that was really well-liked in the Wisconsin locker room. He's a natural leader. He's a charismatic guy. <laughs> As they said on uh, on Flight 23, he's a cool guy despite having a mullet. So um, it's those kind of characteristics that you can, and vibes that you kind of pick up on. Um, and then it's the movement skills. It's the athleticism. And it's just the ability to be... Um, I guess a mistake-free player. That's really it. Because the players you mentioned, like your Harrisons and your Spencer Longs, they just had too many plays that set you back, that push drives backwards with penalties and sacks and other things that can hurt you and hurt your quarterback. And the Jets just can't have that. So I think Tipman is someone that's going to erase a lot of those mistakes. I think it's going to be exciting to watch how he develops in New York Jets colors. Luke, anything else about Joe Tipman that we haven't mentioned yet that you think is worth talking about? Yeah, I think it's easy for us to, to look at these prospects and sometimes only focus on the good things. I think Tipman's got a few things he has to work on, especially in pass pro. He has some wide, I call them parachuting hands, Scott. Something's very easy to fix, but when he snaps the football, his instincts are very often to get his hands up and out, um, and they can be a little wide. He can struggle against bull rushes sometimes. Uh, and then I sometimes I, th I thought he got overly attached and involved with the lead runners on stunts. There were two or three uh, reps against, I think it was against Illinois, I believe Wisconsin played them last year, where he just got attached to the lead runner of the stunt and then couldn't recover even with his plus athleticism to get the looper. Um, on the twist or on the stunt. So that there are a couple of things he needs to clean up. I'm pretty sure they're both very, very simple for an offensive line coach to do. But yeah, they're the kind of concerns I had with him. That's why I had JMS slightly higher as a prospect. But overall, I'm a big fan of Joe Tipman and that pick for Joe Douglas. Luke Grant, the Thunder from Down Under. Thanks so much for coming on and breaking down the All-22 film of the Jets' second-round pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, Joe Tipman, the center out of Wisconsin. Really appreciate it. You've got a full All-22 review up on our channel on YouTube, youtube.com slash playlikeajet. Talk a little bit about the videos that are up there and what people will see when they head over to our channel and subscribe. And also talk about our store over at tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com.
Yeah, the T Public stuff is awesome. Uh, you can see the Play Like a Jet logo. You can do anything you want with that merch. Put it on T-shirts, hats, stickers, laptop covers, anything you want. Um, you can make your own designs. That's an awesome feature of the website. We've got other different designs like the Bless You Thank You range with Quinn and Williams and John Franklin Myers. If you're still a believer in Zach Wilson in the post Aaron Rodgers era after a couple of Super Bowls, you can get some of his shirts and there'll be plenty more coming too. Across on YouTube, it's absolutely pumping at the moment, Scott. Um, we've got videos almost every single day. The majority of those are going to be these eight to 10 minute, all 22 breakdowns, looking at the draft picks like we've talked about with Joe Tipman. There's videos up on every single one, except the one on Zaire is coming in the next couple of days, all the free agents. And then we're recapping some of the rookies from last season. I have a video up on Michael Carter, the Jets safety play, Aaron Rodgers videos, and there is plenty more coming as well. So make sure you subscribe. You don't miss out and you join in the fun at the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. Make sure you check out everything we've got over on the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel, youtube.com slash playlikeajet. Subscribe if you haven't already. Visit our store over at tpublic.com. That's tepublic.com. And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com.